You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Now listen to me, brother man. I'll tell it just so you can't understand. We got a whole lot of more discovering. Don't act like you know how to know in the universe. You can't flow from the first to the next verse. You're a manifest of the effect of a cause without a man. But you're not a lost cause, brother man. Now hear me out, sister lady. Keep hoping for the sun when it's being rainy. You have a special kind of responsibility. The ability to channel out of entity. Tap into a sacred symmetry. Grown foster child into infancy. All my sisters out there with powerful souls. Keep your love strong. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to AV Underground, the podcast where we talk to you about what it's like getting started as a content creator. Uh, I am your host, Josh Needham, here with my other, our other host. MJ Watson, per usual, as always. Back for another week of awesomeness in creating. So this week, we wanted to take a step in a slightly different direction and wanted to bring you guys kind of a list of the free resources for new creators that we've actually used. Now you can go on Google, you can do a quick Google search and find a bunch of free resources, but I wanted to try and find the things that I've actually been on and used and can verify that there's not like some massive paywall hidden behind something where you think it's free, but it's free for 10 days and all this other like the stupid traps that you get into when you're trying to find, you know, free things to use. And so a lot of this is going to be it's going to be stuff that's all legitimately free stuff that we've actually had some time to mess around with and we've tried to narrow it down to things that you don't have to even sign up for necessarily yeah, like it, preferably yeah um and i'm not going to be including like the i will not ever advise you to go down and illegally download software by any means what you do in your own time is all you but i i can't condone the illegal usage of software especially if you're you know, trying to get started as a content creator, you also have to understand like that people out there develop the software. And if everyone wants everything for free, then you're not going to make it anywhere either. So cool. Uh, before we jump into it, Watson, how have, uh, how's your week been? Uh, I mean, it's it's been an interesting week. Uh, it just a little personal thing. My my dad totaled his got in a car accident. He's okay, a okay, but he totaled his car. So I've been I've become a basically a personal chauffeur for him for a little bit. But that's kind of taken into it's kind it's kind of cut into my content creation time this week. In uh, this week, I really wanted to. I've been trying to get down with my podcast more of a way more planning than I normally do, but in the sense that really plan out from start to finish how I want my show to go. I didn't really get to start it that week, but that's kind of like the zone I'm in now is I'm I'm, I'm starting to change my show around a little bit to not exactly to what I want to do, but to exact try new things to see and try and show myself what I want to do. So like this past, this past week, I've been, I mean the past like my lifetime, but a lot in the last like month or so I've been doing a lot of thinking on things that I want to make and realizing that like if I was to make a list of things I want to do and a list of things that I'm able to do <laughs> they're very different size lists yeah there's way more stuff that I really want to do that I just you know for financial and time reasons right now I can't it's really and that's yeah. a lot of why you're you know we're trying to get going as creators in the first place um and again before we jump into the list there's actually another subject I wanted to bring up really quick um, that I wanted to talk to you about, which is we've talked about the traps of content creators like that you get stuck in when your own head. And I had something pop up um, a couple of times in the last few months that it, I, it struck me and I was like, I want to talk about this a little bit. And that is jealousy because <laughs> yeah. the kind of rage that you can feel boiling inside you when you are working your backside off to create what you want to create 
knowing that it could potentially be better if you had more time and energy to focus on it because you know maybe you're working a full-time or part-time job and trying to you know do your side hustle as they say but it's also burning you out and you don't want to get burnt out so it's difficult but and then you see people who you know have already gone through the part of like busting ass and getting to where they're at and they're big and successful people sometimes it's a little hard to remember where they came from but the reason i bring this up is because there are people once you get to a certain level of success like markiplier levels uh not even necessarily that high but that was one of the things that uh that triggered it for me that like the thought process is this man could literally sell you a box of air for twenty dollars and people would buy it because oh, yeah. he's at that level They'd... where it doesn't matter what he does he could just you know rake in money hand over fist not only would they buy it they'd sell out exactly <laughs> Um, I was been watching his videos the last few weeks and he did a project for uh, to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute where he was selling artistic nude calendars of himself. It was a 48 hour sale and he sold 35,000 calendars. 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 <laughs> People don't use like, calendars like anymore. Like we have calendars on like, our phones. <laughs> yeah, but not with naked Markiplier yeah, on You're damn them. right. So... And so now he has to hand sign 35,000 calendars because that was what he promised to do. And it's gonna it's gonna ruin him over the next few weeks. Oh, he's but, gonna hate he's gonna hate cursive in a few oh days. Oh boy, is he. So it's it's interesting. Like I'm excited for him, I'm happy for him, but at the same time, like it's just human nature that inside I'm like, how dare <laughs> Cause he also had a campaign where he was selling rocks with his logo on them. Yeah, you told me about like, this. Are yeah. you kidding me? Rocks? <laughs> I was like, I don't think I could sell gold nuggets and sell out as fast. Yeah. Like, I couldn't sell drugs to as many people as you're selling rocks My to. My dad tried to give like, me a pet rock for Christmas once, and I almost didn't talk to him for like a week. Like, who who does he think he is? It's, it's one of those things, I think, that you just have to be conscious of as a creator, that there are going to be people who are farther down that road than you, and they're going to be doing things that you're, like, incredibly envious of. I know I had, I had that moment, and then I realized it. When, um, so Jake Baldino, one of my favorite people, uh, runs Game Ranks, and... He tweeted, now I've been doing podcasting for over a year now and, you know, really trying to make sure that we stick with the consistency and that we're constantly improving. And he tweeted about, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast called Because Video Games. And there were like more people commenting, just do it. I would listen to you fart in a tin can <laughs> than like I think I've ever had in listeners in that last year of <laughs> podcasting. Which is awfully degrading. <laughs> and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> And like, I'm happy for him. Honestly, I just, it was one of those moments that, you know, because you're working so hard and you feel like you're working really hard, you know what you're doing. Other people necessarily don't because, you know, everyone on the other side only sees like the completed work, but it's, it's easy to fall into. So just kind of my advice going forward, like be aware that that's a thing that will happen to you and try not to let it consume you because that's how you start getting into like that victim mentality yeah. and being like, Oh, it's not fair. These people can do whatever. And I can't do any, I bust my butt to not get any, I'm just going to give up. And like, that's, that's kind of the wrong attitude to take with it. You really need to, you know, look at it and take it for what it is and realize that like, you know, someday I'm going to be at that point. Someday I'll be like, be able to sell toenail clippings and people <laughs> will buy them out. Like, yeah, I don't even know. Just stupid things for me. But it, for me, it comes down to two things with that. It's one for me. It's kind of like how I deal with that. For me, it's like how I live my life. I've always like more recently, I've kind of always been like, 
I shouldn't want to take away uh, wins from other people because I want to win. Because eventually, if what I'm doing, I should get the I should get that win on my own, and they should get their win on their own. So that's kind of helps with my. But like, not everyone thinks like that. I get that. So my other thing is always like, it's, we come back to it. But is when you collaborate with other people, I feel it kind of you instead of the jealousy feeling, you get the collaboration feeling, or the the because if I was doing this all by myself right now, Josh and. If I was doing all this podcasting stuff by, my, by myself for these last three months, and then you came up to me and was like, hey, I just came up with this new podcast, AV Underground, blah, blah, blah. I would be so jealous of you right now. I'd be pissed because I'd be like, why <laughs> didn't I think of that? But because I've worked with you and we came up with this idea together, obviously it's different. But that's my whole thing is, it, like you said, it comes up. It's going to happen. Jealousy happens. It happens to the best of us. Like it's Because it's not, we all want to be there. And exactly. especially if you're driving for success and you see successful people. It's one of those things that kills me about – I was talking about this the other day with um, my other buddy Mark who popped by for a visit. And I was like, you know, I think part of the what grabs people about AV Underground that you don't get anywhere else is that I could go online and, like I said, look up videos of how to become successful, but it's people like Ty Lopez. Here I am in my garage with my Lamborghini. <laughs> and it's like that's successful people that kind of talk to you like you're a human, which, yeah. you know, people should. But it gives you that mentality of like, if I listen to what this guy says, I could be where he is. Look at him. He's successful. He's there. And we're not trying to give you that. We don't have anything really to, to sell. Like, yeah. you can't buy my book. I haven't written it yet. But it's it's one of those things. It's it's a different perspective, I think, being able to talk to people that are in the thick of it. And I feel like I've gotten a lot more talking to, like, the people that we've interviewed on this show, even though we're, we're only on episode 10 right now. And in those 10 episodes, we've interviewed a handful of some really cool people. Yeah, some very And there's going to be, like, more coming, but... Like I've found I've gotten a lot out of talking to people who are currently in the thick of it because they're much better able to describe what they're going through and how to overcome it or the tips and tricks that they've used. I feel like once you're at the point because your mentality is going to continue evolving as you're creating things and it's very easy to kind of stay so focused on where you are and where you want to go that you forget a little bit of where you came from. I actually started making a list in my phone for 2018 of opportunities that I've had this year or that have been given to me. And I'm making a list because I'm like, I'm, I'm going to forget a lot of them. And then looking back, I'm going to be like, yeah, I haven't really, I, I don't get opportunities to do things. Uh -huh. And, you know, I was writing stuff down and I'm like, so, so far this year, I've been interviewed for a game documentary for a, it's a student film project, but I'm still really excited about it. I got to meet like a couple of really chill people that way. And, you know, talk about video games, which is great. And I don't know if it's going to mean anything as far as people finding me through it. I don't, you know, I'm not like, oh, this is going to be huge and it's going to be shown yeah. on television and everyone's going to find me and this is going to be my jumping off point. Not everything has to be about advertising. Right. No, it's exactly. Not everything is necessarily about, you know, pushing my brand. A lot of it's just about making connections with people. Yeah. Because that's the thing that I found that is really why my vlogging hasn't gotten farther, I think, is that I'm really awkward on camera. Because I'm very self-conscious. Which is surprising to me, but go on. Yeah, well, because in audio, I'm I'm very happy with like how I do things vocally. Yes. I'm just not so happy with my presence on camera. Because I always look at myself and I'm like, look at that goofy fuck. Yeah, fair like, enough, fair enough. Or or I'll nitpick at things and I'm like, nah, the internet's just going to tear me apart because <laughs> yeah. of like how I look or what have you. And, you know, that's probably just me being – because everyone's self-conscious. You could find like the most – I'm like handsome person in the world and they're going to be like, no, I don't like the way that like I have a patch part of my beard on this yeah. side and like my jawline's not quite a, like 
and and you're like i don't understand how you don't just walk around like with a 500 pound head every day listen mr tom brady you're perfect okay <laughs> cut the shit i mean some people are able to own it and some people are just you know most of us i think are are at that level and when you're when you still feel self-conscious on camera you try to either put on a character or you become very bland and i find that i become very bland yeah. because i don't want to do the character thing and that's a lot of like people don't hang around me because I can monotonically talk about whatever people generally tend to hang around with me. I find because I try to drive to inspire the people that are around me and talk about the things I'm doing in you know, in sort of a, this is a really great opportunity. I like this industry rather than a, I'm doing amazing things and you should follow me. Yeah. Like I try to bring people with and keep people on that same level rather than talk down to anyone. Yeah. And I don't know. I found that I've got a lot of insight on stuff too. So it's one of those things that like my personality hasn't really come out in my vlog and it's kept me from practicing a lot. I brought up a while back on this podcast that I was doing uh, videos before work um, in my car. And unfortunately that completely, I fell out of favor with that. It wasn't because uh, it started getting to the point where I would leave and traffic would pick up. And by the time I get to work, I have just enough time to walk inside. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to fiddle with my phone and try and record something while I'm driving. So not worth I, it, yeah. I, I fell out of favor with it. I'm like, I, I don't know. Vlogging doesn't really feel like my style. But hey, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like vlogging could work for you. I just don't know if you necessarily have to do it every day. I really no, definitely not. I could probably get away with like once a week. I just I never know what stories to tell. That's the issue. Because. I do have a lot of cool stuff going on in my life and fun things that I do, but there's that part of me that is like, not so much people won't find this interesting, but mostly I don't want to come off sounding like an a-hole who's full of myself. Exactly. Like, hey, check out these cool things I got to do. So like when I do vlog and I have fun with them, it's usually because I'm hanging out with friends and I can kind of put a, oh my God, check out this super fun day that we had hanging out with, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Andrew out down at Dunn's. And so those, those come off, uh as my best videos, I think, or the things where I'm being snarky and <laughs> stupid about the dumb things that go on in the city. Yeah. I would say if like, you know what I think you should do, Josh, not, not necessarily you should be vlogging, but you should have someone around you at all times that should vlog you because see, I thought about that. Your, because... your interactions with people are hilarious. <laughs> so like that, that's like really your bread and butter. It's just like the interactions you have with everyone. It's the candid re interactions yeah. really that, uh, that does it. I just got to hire a camera guy to follow me around all the time. <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't be. That should, and then I can pick and choose what I want. Yeah, that shouldn't be too expensive, right? Nah, hopefully. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I I started making a list. I would advise if you're starting out in content creation, like do the same thing. Make yourself a list of the things that have happened for you this year. Thinking back, which is something I do every now and then, but try not to dwell on like to, hey, you know, three years ago, I was working in a factory overnights with no real idea where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. And I, all I had was a GED. And, you know, now I've got a receipt on my desk for an affiliate uh, associate's degree. And I'm running my own gaming website doing two weekly podcasts. And from where I'm standing now compared to where I want to be, I still feel like I'm not doing much of anything. Yeah, it's the worst. But when you compare it to like what I was doing and even like what other people that have dreams and aspirations but haven't acted on them are doing, you know, it's it's still an accomplishment. So I, I got to take that time every now and then and just be happy yeah. about it. It's one of those things like to me, I'm always like I'm constantly right now in a zone of like I 
Like, it's like we've talked about this before, but like, I'm constantly in a state of I can do more. Like, I, can, I should be doing more of my podcast. But like, I did the same thing you did was I looked back just not even not even as long as you did. But like, I just looked back four months ago. What was I doing four months ago? Uh, I certainly wasn't doing two podcasts a week. But <laughs> here I am now doing two podcasts a week. Yep. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things. But I feel, I feel, I don't know. I kind of. I like the idea of you vlog. I'm kind of set on this whole vlogging, you vlogging thing now. Because I like, mean, I'm down for it. I just have a hard time figuring out when and what to record. And yeah, that's, I feel like I have to have everything really super planned well, out. Well, maybe, maybe you can use one of those apps on that list that we have, the the the, the topic generator. I'm going to have to. I wonder. Um, I wonder if that could work. Well, right now, so we've talked about before, too, how there's so much stuff I want to do. And if I try and do it all, I'm going to burn out. Yes. Now, one of the big things that I've picked up in my self-help and advice stuff that I've been reading and listening to over the last few years was um, I keep forgetting the dude's name. He's a huge entrepreneur. Jordan Belfort. No, no, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, Let me tell shoot, you. I, I can't believe I forgot be his name. I'm going to feel really bad about it. Um, but one of his things is he was like, oh, this is going to kill me inside the billionaire and entrepreneur I was thinking of and couldn't find the name for was Warren Buffett. What's wrong with me? Yeah, no, nah, I it's it's going to elude me forever. Oh well. So, oh well. I'll think of it near the end of the podcast. I'll bring it back up. But yeah, one of the no things problem. that he said was he was talking to a guy as they're like about to jump out of a plane because they want to go and skydiving. And he looks at the guy and the guy was like, well, how did you get so successful? How did you how did you get to where you're at? And he looked at him and he said, I want you to make a list of 25 things you want to accomplish in your lifetime. Take that list, narrow it down to five. And the guy tried to like cut him off and finish what he was going to say. He's like, oh, focus on those five. But like in my free time, uh, work on the other 20. And he goes, no, focus on those five and forget everything else you wanted to do because you're never going if you keep trying to do stupid things on the side that are never going to get complete you're going to take away from the five great things you could actually do in your life so that was uh i i took that and i was like i need to put focus on certain things and just focus on those otherwise i'm not going to really be able to accomplish the things i want to accomplish yes and so that's why like lately my focus has been on my web content for yeahdudegamers.com and my podcasting content because those are the two things that I'm really focusing on right now. And if I don't put the focus into them that they deserve, then they're going to just fall by the wayside. And it's going to be another like partially completed project. Yes. And so as much as it pains me to say, I've even taken a, a break off of like YouTube content off of Twitch streaming and like those kind of things I'll bring back in as I'm able to. But right now my biggest focus is on web and podcasting. And I think with focus, like I, that's one of the things that we're going to talk about in general, but focus and what to focus on are probably, and the amount of focus you put into it are probably the most important things in my opinion in content creation. Cause that's, that is honestly the, when I think about content creation, that is the thing I struggle with every day is focus is what am I going to focus on? Why am I focusing on this? Is this the right thing to be focusing on? That's always the number one issue is, is this the right thing for me to be focusing on? Am I focusing on the right thing right now? And yeah. that, and that's something that like, there's real no answer to it other than what you feel or what the, I guess what the results tell you. You know what comes into that actually is the old saying, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. <laughs> Whatever you're working on is always going to seem like the wrong thing to be working on. So find what you enjoy work. Like for me, podcasting, I was like, yeah, podcasting, whatever. It's like, 
it's half of the video creation process. It's just audio. And it's really so much more than that. Because, you know, there are people that have built entire careers as podcasters. And, you know, maybe they don't do anything but podcast. They put their focus on that. They know their market. And they're really, really good at it. Like, let's look at, like, Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah. Um, incredible podcast. Built a huge network. Used to run through Commonplace Books. And now they have their own podcasting service. Like, their own network. And they're running, like, seven different podcast shows. And it's it's built up. It's gotten successful. But that was, like, their focus. They didn't do TV series and vlogs and all sorts of other stuff, they put their focus into one thing. And, you know, it's one of those things, especially as someone who's jumped back and forth between YouTube and Twitch and blah, vlogging, blogging, uh, podcasting and all that kind of stuff. Like every time you're doing one thing, you feel like you're supposed to be doing something else. Yeah. So try not to look at other things. Just figure out what it is you want to focus on. Put your focus there and work on that and uh, make it as good as you yeah. can. Um, just going off the podcast thing a little, li kind of a tangent. I read this article. I now I'm forgetting now, like you, I'm forgetting where it came from. But it was talking about someone said like, "Oh, podcasts are now a thing of the past." No, podcasts are just becoming a beginning. And like, it's one of those things that like, there's so much to podcasting that I don't people realize. And I feel like we have, I don't like it was the way the article explained it was just like how the podcast industry continue to improve. And like that's something like with me and you podcasting, like it's one of those things. Like I read that article, is like, damn. I really want to focus hard on my podcasting now because if this is true and this is if it's still got another place to be, I want to be on the up up and coming of the the jump that podcasting might make because that's that was basically the whole cusp of the article is that podcasting has another jump to make before it's considered a thing of the past, and I, I'm really curious to see where that where that goes because it's certainly it's nowhere near the thing of the past, but it's certainly I thought it got to the point where okay everyone has everyone has a podcast now right like that's what you hear nowadays. Not you hear yet. the same thing about people on YouTube. Though. Exactly. Like everyone has a YouTube vlog. Everyone, obviously, not everyone is doing it. Yeah. There's a lot of people doing it. But when you think about the scope of how many people are watching versus how many people are doing, it's much different. Yeah, it's a, it's still there's still not as many people as you would think yeah. that are actually creating the content. <sighs> on that, um, anything else we want to discuss with focus? I got. I, don't uh, know I did actually realize when throughout this last. A uh, few weeks that I feel like my creative process, I always have the best ideas and my creative mind is always going when I'm at work and unable to do anything about what I'm doing. <laughs> yep. And then I have my I have a three day weekend every week because of my work schedule. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, it's going to be so great because I'm going to have time off to just work on my own stuff and I'm going to get so much done. It's going to be ridiculous. So I make notes for things for myself to do over the weekend, but there's no motivation when I wake up, you know, Friday, Saturday and Sunday mornings because and here's where, you know, how we were talking with flow states about how people say that oh, if I could do whatever I want to do, I just sit at home and watch TV all day eating Cheetos on the beanbag chair. And I was like, you know what it is, is that people are so used to the work and reward system that, you know, you go to work and you spend your eight hour grind doing something you despise doing. Or you do something that's very it's challenging to do, it's difficult. So that when you come home, you feel like I've put my eight hours in and then you reward yourself with that time just sitting around not doing much of anything. But that time that you spend sitting around not doing much of anything doesn't really mean much if you haven't put don't feel like you've put work in to begin with. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're not being rewarded for something. You just feel like you're being lazy. Yes. So and the days that I'm working, I'm like, I'm at work and I'm like, oh my God, if only I could have a second computer up where I could just be doing things and not get like worry about getting in trouble for it yeah. kind of thing. 
I was like, oh, I could be so productive and like I could still be working on my stuff for work, but also doing this. But, you know, that's not the way that, you know, your boss is going to see it. So I was like, maybe I just need to like <laughs> take my days off and drive somewhere to where I can't technically be working on what I want to be working on. And then I'll have all the ideas and inspiration and I can come back and yeah. work on it. Honestly, like like you, you said it with a laugh, but like like honestly, that <laughs> that's what I do. Some well, like it's something that I re- if it's something that I really need to get done, because it's the same thing. I come back from work after I've done work. And my first thought is I've just put in all these hours. Why am I going to want to continue to work more, even though it's not the same thing? But it can, it's right. more work. But you want to reward yourself with relaxation yeah. and being able to unwind but then when you wake up on your off days and like you said you wake up the motivation isn't there and like for me for me it's part of where i am if like if i try and get something what i've learned for myself for these last few months podcasting and trying to get stuff done in my house is i can't get shit done in, done in my house <laughs> and that's what i've learned from this and I've, like honestly what i do is i go to the mount I, i'm mount watch community college like where we went to school that's where i go now if like i it's something i really need to get done i grab my laptop i take the 20 minute drive and i go sit in the fucking library or i go sit in the media room or something i just go the new student center honestly down there because now i'm like oh i'm here now i have nothing else to do but what i need to do so even if i'm not motivated it's all i have i have no other choice right now (laughs) i think it it plays a lot into that whole like i said where the four stages of flow where one is to consume yourself with like everything and surround yourself to the point where breaking step two is to remove yourself and when I drive to work every morning, it's a really nice, relaxing drive. I don't care what the weather is. Like, I'm not the type that gets road rage or gets stressed out in traffic. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And a lot of that's just because, like, my job is kind of, hey, if you show up 20 minutes late, just stay 20 minutes late to make up for it. It's not a huge deal. We're not going to reprimand you for it. Yeah. Stuff happens. Like, just make up the time. So I don't worry about whether or not I'm going to get to work on time. I just I'll, – I'll sit in traffic for as long as traffic needs to be sat in and listen to podcasts or whatever. Yeah. So I'm kind of relaxed and I'm removed from my element of constantly thinking about what more can I be doing. So by the time I get to work, I've removed myself so far from it. My subconscious has taken hold and gone, here's what you needed. <laughs> and I, then I sit down at my desk with my first cup of coffee of the day and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. I need to go home. <laughs> I have things I need to do. Uh, sir. And, uh, and then you get the days off and I'm like, my days off, I start my days with being so into what should I be doing right now? What I need to be doing something. And I put that pressure to the point where I can't be productive. So I need to start my weekends off, like wake up and be a lazy little shit and just not or remove myself or go do something elsewhere. I got to start uh, while I continue doing my morning walks. I've missed a couple mornings this week and it, it hasn't gone well. <laughs> I feel bad when I miss my morning. My walks, meditation hasn't gone well either. If we're looking for an update was, on that. I was actually going to say, uh, how's that meditation going? Cause I uh, tweeted it at you when the podcast came out last Tuesday. I, I responded with the Bruce Lee, uh, you, clear, clear <laughs> your mind. Saw that. <laughs> Oh, I've actually have been uh, taking the time. I did a few days this week where I sat down and did breathing exercises, not necessarily like mind clearing meditation, but just kind of like taking note and stock of myself and my physical well-being and um, finally getting myself on a healthier track. But uh, so also before we jump into our list of free thing, uh, yeah, free services that we found for creators just starting out, we're going to take a brief break to bring you a word about the people that keep us going. AV Underground was brought to you in part by Eileen Hubbard and For Love of Nerd. If you like our work and want to make sure we keep continue making podcasts for years to come, check out the Yeah Dude Patreon and become a backer for as little as $1 a month. Your contributions help us pay for things like web hosting, for our site and our podcasts, equipment maintenance, and all those fun things that come with content creation. That's patreon.com backslash yeah dude. 
or follow the link in the description. Thanks for listening to AV Underground. Thank you for your support. Stay awesome and keep creating. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with your free resources for new creators. So starting off, I've got a whole list built here. And this is, again, things that either I've used or Watson's used or we know people who use like stuff that I, I we can at least tell you is not going to like ask you 10 days into it. Hey, please pay us money. Yeah, you, we're, we're putting our word on this so that if it for whatever reason you love it or don't love it, you can take our word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, feel free if you if you do end up using some of this stuff because I feel like when I was starting out with Yeah Dude Gamers and I wanted to get into game capture, I had no idea that capture cards were a thing. Uh, for those that don't know, capture cards are these devices. They can either go internal in your computer or they run external. You plug them in through USB, and it's basically an input, a throughput for HDMI or other video inputs and audio inputs, so that it'll capture what's coming out of your console as it's going through to the television. I didn't know they existed. So I was like, how do I do this? What I didn't know what they were called. I didn't know anything about that. And in the same right, when I wanted to capture footage off my computer, I was, this is going to sound really dumb to anyone who does like knows their stuff already with game capture on PC or screen capture on PC. But, uh, I was going to use fraps, which is just don't, it costs money. Like I was going to buy it. And then, um, someone on Twitter, when I was like, Hey, does anyone know any good screen cap software? Someone turned me on to open broadcaster software, which I'll actually start my list with open broadcast software, uh, OBS for short. You'll hear people talk about it a lot in the Twitch community because it's what most people are using because it's really solid software. It's open source. It's free. And I was incredibly impressed when they came out with open broadcast studio that, also free it's just they have the studio mode in there and what that is is it gives you a preview window and a live window so for anyone that's ever done any work in live television you know that you have a preview screen that shows what camera you have keyed up to switch over to what's live and you have your live screen which is what everyone on the other end of the television is seeing or computer if you're doing live streaming and the studio mode gives you the ability to have multiple scenes set up so i could have multiple webcams set up which being able to run a multicam setup for just the cost of like three webcams. So massive. <laughs> considering that the multicams now, granted, they're not as high end doing it through OBS with webcams as it would be doing it in a professional setting. But I remember when I was working at the TV station out in Athol that the system that we had, I don't know if it's still what they're using, was like a $10,000 system to run multi cameras through. But they were, of course, running at a very high resolution and... Uh, I believe it was like 1080 at 30. Like I say that very high for resolution, but it wasn't anything in 4K, but it was high quality, zero lag. So, you know, but that's what $10,000 system will get you. That's dedicated. That's all it does. So, but OBS does an incredible job for, for what it is. And there's a lot of tutorials out there. I'm going to probably be putting some together myself with things that I found useful because people have used open broadcast software in ways that I didn't know it could be used. There's all sorts of things that it gets into with when you're trying to do live streaming. Uh, I would like to do a, a quick tutorial too on like how encoding works because that's there's so much when you start getting into things. It's really easy to get overwhelmed. I could talk for hours about what it is to like use OBS alone. But that's that's the top of my list. If you're looking to do screen captures, you're looking to do live streams, you're looking to do uh, Let's Plays, whatever it is you're looking to do, if you're looking to capture something on your computer or through a capture card, 
look up OBS. Uh, we will have links to all these resources down in the show notes. So take a look down there. I've got them all sorted out, but top of my list, OBS project. Yeah, I have, I have very little experience with it because like I've never really done a lot of streaming and Twitch stuff, but from the little experience I've had using the open broadcast systems like that, it's very... I want I want to say user friendly because they try and like it's it's confusing. Look, it's all confusing stuff. It is very confusing. Especially it has when, a much shorter learning curve, I think, exactly. than most things. Is it like you're gonna you're bound to get confused with this kind of stuff, or you're bound to get a little overwhelmed. But I feel this one does at least your job. Is like it's at least gonna take your hand and walk you through it as best oh, you yeah. can. And, and there's plenty of resources on the internet as far as like YouTube tutorials and things go for OBS. Yeah, Reddit. That it's super helpful. It's really easy to get help with OBS in yeah, the community. Yeah, be dangerous. I mean, Reddit. Reddit's a good place too, but you know, Reddit's also a very dangerous place. But <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so moving on from open broadcast software, speaking about to to video creators. So one of the things that everyone knows if you're getting trying to get into video creation is you need editing software and a lot of people start out with like iMovie or Windows Movie Maker because you know it's the free stuff that comes installed on your system hey you can make it work and you know when you ask professionals or people who are in the industry like what would you use what would you recommend for video software even when people ask me what I would recommend for video editing Adobe Premiere Pro that costs money that's not free but it's what I would recommend because I absolutely love the software. I've been using it for a while now. I'm very used to it and it's what I would use. So, but there are other free options that are really good. One that I used to use before I was able to license Adobe was HitFilm. Now I was using HitFilm 3. They have express versions and pro versions. Now the pro versions are paid for. The express versions are, it's all the same software, but you can essentially pay for certain effects like if you want a lightsaber effect you can buy the lightsaber pack for like 10 bucks <laughs> yeah, yeah if it's like little things like that so but as far as just straight up editing video it works beautifully for it now in my opinion i i really liked hit film because i went through a lot of tutorials for hit film uh it was being used by ryan Connolly from film riot who i was a huge fan of and as far as I'm concerned, it operates similarly enough to Premiere Pro that I could probably switch between the two without much issue. The keyboard shortcuts are going to be a little a little iffy because there are some differences I had to get used to going from HitFilm into Premiere. But the setup of HitFilm is pretty good. My one gripe with it when I was using it, and I don't know if this is something that you'd still find issue with. Uh, they may have fixed the issues by now, but it kept freezing up and losing projects on me. It's, and that it, could have just been recently. that could have been my crap computer. That could have been the software at the time. That could have been something I was doing. I don't know, but I did have that issue, which is you know when I was able to switch over to Premiere, I was so happy yeah. because I haven't had that issue with it. And aside from HitFilm, I was recommended by uh, Scotty, who was on the show was it a few weeks ago now, and um, he was using DaVinci Resolve. For his videos which is a product of black magic design anyone that's in the video industry knows black magic like they make so many things for video recording and production it's ridiculous and so black magic i've got a link to that down in the description as well they have a link to the davinci resolve which has a like a free version and i downloaded that the other day i went to mess around with it i do like that when you go to install it it asks you like i'm someone who's familiar with premiere pro Maybe someone else is familiar with Final Cut. Maybe someone else uses Avid. And because it. because every one of those uses a different setup of, for keyboard hotkeys and shortcuts, it, you can go through and it asks you when you start it up, what keyboard setup do you want to use? 
And DaVinci Resolve has its own keyboard setup. So if you're new and you, you're not used to something yet, you can go with that. But if you're someone who's used to something else for work or, you know, a former editing career, whatever it was, you can select Final Cut Pro 10. You can select um, Premiere Pro. So I went with Premiere. I was messing around with it a little bit. The setup of it, like the way that things are located and windows are located, I could probably rearrange. I'm not a huge fan of the way it is right now. Uh, I know Scott was telling me that it's very similar to Premiere as far as the setup. It, Honestly, it's it reminded me a lot of the setup for Final Cut 10 because I used Final Cut 10 when I was at the TV station. Like yeah. that was what we had on all. We used either Final Cut 10 or Final Cut 7. Um, they're both okay. I've been out of the game with Final Cut for so long now that I forget how they because the main difference, I think, between um, Premiere Pro, Avid, and final cut is how they go about storing your bins and your yes. files yeah. avid has a very extensive bin setup system that is <laughs> insane to learn but i i'm told once you learn it and you've mastered it it's there's nothing better it must just be impossible to master though <laughs> apparently it's it's one of those ridiculous skills that like it's like people saying it's an acquired taste and you're like, no, it just tastes like shit. Just eventually yeah. you deal with Before it. Before we go on, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing Avid because I know there's plenty of people out there who can use it. It's just, we, we, um, we kind of got thrown into Avid for our video classes and we, we had, I would say we had more issues with it than we had successes with it. So it's, it, that's all of our experiences because the version of Avid we were using wasn't something that, uh, Jim was well versed in. Yes. So like our professor didn't know a whole lot about that version of Avid. Even the tech people there didn't really know a whole lot about it. They didn't seem too interested they in were, learning it either. They figured it out, but it was yeah. very much a learning process. So a lot of our experiences with Avid Media Composer were not great because it's <laughs> not spectacular. Something goes wrong and no one knows why it went wrong. Something goes Whereas, wrong and everyone's projects messed up and everyone's, right. all everyone's folders are all infected and corrupted. And then it's just like, what the hell happened? Here? Whereas my experience with Premiere Pro, things have rarely gone wrong for me. And when they yes. do go wrong, I'm able to find support to get it fixed pretty easy. Uh, Final Cut, I had people that knew what they were talking about as far as Final Cut goes when I was at the TV station. So if I got stuck with something, I could get some help and it was it was pretty good. Um, from my understanding, for people who are editing like multi-camera setups, I DaVinci I know will do it. I don't know about HitFilm. Like a lot of your higher-end video software, you can just import your multi-camera videos and it will sync them based on audio or time code or whatever you have in there for, for a setting. And usually the software is pretty good on its own. So again, I didn't get much of a chance to play around too much with DaVinci Resolve, but it does remind me a lot of Final Cut. I, if I took a little bit more time with it, it's just I'm I'm spoiled now <laughs> yeah. by Premiere. Once but. you find once you find with all of these things, once especially with editing software, once you find the one that really scratch like scratches your itch, then that's probably going to be the one you pick and so like that's why it's kind of hard for us to explain because for him like for him it's premiere for me i've al i've always used final cut but i've gotten more into premiere lately and it's just one of those things like like i said once you find that itch to scratch see, i think if you're if you're coming from a final cut background check out uh da vinci yeah and see what you think of it because i'd love to get your opinion i i only looked at it for a couple minutes and i just saw like like you said the first thing i noticed was the interface which is very weird to me and it felt it felt it didn't it's, feel, it's it, i don't want to say unorganized but it felt very it felt very stretched. See, the thing is that you you get that with any for as a disclaimer for anyone who's just starting to get into video editing software. 
I would look up a couple of general outlines because there are things I didn't know that are like standard across video editing software, like your preview window, your edit window. Formatting. Um, yeah, formatting. Make making sure your sure, formatting is correct. Making sure that your timeline, like realizing Time your, code. your timeline might have a different frame rate by default than what footage you're importing and what all that uh, means. Fucking media composer. I've lost <laughs> so many projects. But I would say if you're if you're looking to start out in video editing, Try not to put too much emphasis on like, you know, I've spent a lot of time in Premiere, so obviously I'm more Premiere heavy. I would recommend Premiere, but by no means should you feel that you, this is something you have to invest money in. Try something like HitFilm or DaVinci because I've like Scott's doing fantastic things with DaVinci's Resolve. It's really and, impressive. Yeah. And it's because, you know, he got into it and he was learning it. Like, and if you're starting out, what a great place to start. Like, start somewhere that you're going to learn something and you can adapt those skills later if you feel like getting into something else. But so, so those are my two uh, my two picks uh, my, for video editing My software. recommendation, especially for someone who's, like, like you said, just starting out, if, like, you really just, like, I'm just starting out, just give me one to pick, I would go with HitFilm. And personally, I would go with HitFilm because it's, it's simple enough and you can also do enough to the point where it'll actually be a good video, whereas... There's plenty of other systems like that. Like, yeah, sure, it'll we can cut it for you, but we can't add anything to it. We can't we can't adjust we can't clean up the audio at all. HitFilm, HitFilm, like I said, it's 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 limited, but for what you're just starting out, I would I would probably play around HitFilm for a little bit before I'd go to anywhere else. If I had to just start out. Luck I was on one of the unlucky few who got to start out with Avid. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those that's my recommendations as far as free uh, video editing software goes. Now, we've touched on a couple of things video-wise. I'm going to get into audio. You can edit audio in video editors. It's – I've done it. I don't like doing it. Yeah, I'm not a fan uh, of it. I've had to do it at work a few times because we have audio that comes in for things and we have to overlay it with slides. So I'm editing the audio essentially in Premiere rather than an audition. Boy. Um, I'm a little apprehensive actually at this, um, at this recommendation because I'm going to be straightforward with you. Having moved into a better audio editing system, <laughs> I can't stand it anymore. But if you're starting out and you need to record audio, Audacity is Where it'll get it'll get you by. Uh, when I was using Audacity, see the thing is, when I was using Audacity, I loved it because I I had mental notes and I understood how certain things worked and what made things sound certain ways. So I was able to go in and clean up audio and, you know, bring the voice up and equalize things and do all that. But it's such a difference between what you do in audacity versus what you would do in something like audition. I'm going to be making, a, I'm not sponsored by Adobe just as a forewarning yeah. to everyone, but I do use Adobe products and I love the way audition runs. All of our podcasts are done in audition. It lets me set up a, basically a macro so i decide like these are the effects i want to drop into it these are the plugins i want to use and when we're done recording i just click go and it does everything i want it to do so it sounds nice and clean oh, the which the yeah whereas in audacity i had to do a lot of other stuff but which is what i'm currently there are with. a lot of good resources for audacity on the internet if you're trying to look up certain audio effects you know you can find out how to do them just you know quick google search youtube search uh i've done plenty of things with audacity when I was getting started, uh, I know I used to do stuff with uh, my YouTube buddy, Static Crowbar. We did Secure Contain Protect or Secure Containment Protocol, depending on what you refer to the site as, SCP. We did a couple of file readings that I completely rendered down and edited in Audacity. 
And when I was using it, it was great. So if you're starting out and you want to get into it, I would start with Audacity. And if you find that, you know, audio is something that you're doing, podcast is something that you really, this is your path in life. Then I would worry about, you know, investing in something later on. But first, for people who are starting out, don't feel like you need to sink the money into it. Start yeah. out with Audacity. Audacity will be perfect for what you need. As someone who's using it right now for, this is how, I use Audacity right now to edit my Never Made Varsity podcast. And I'm, I'm with Josh. I've used other audio programs before. So if I really had a choice in the matter, no, I wouldn't be using Audacity. But like I said, I'm still getting done exactly what I need to get done right now. I need to, everything I need to do to edit my podcast down, mix it up, make sure everything's, make sure all my levels are correct, make sure everything, like he said, equalizes out. Audacity does the job well. It does it great. And it, it really, it's it's the perfect place to start. It really is the perfect, it is the perfect place to start if you're brand new to audio editing. Audacity really is the perfect place to start. I just don't know how long you'll stick with it, but that's for you to find out. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. If you get good with Audacity, like you could God you could stick it. with it forever. Yeah. Um that's that's your call entirely. But I don't want to make this sound like it's a whole bunch of here's free stuff, but this free stuff sucks. No, because it, <laughs> it really is to, Audacity certainly let, let me let me preface that. Audacity does not suck. It is very good. It is a very good product. It's just like like anything. Like um I'm I'm gonna make a sports reference here. Obviously, the New York Jets are a professional football team. And they're still a prof and they are still professional football teams, so they are still much better than most. But the New England Patriots are a far better professional football team. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it's just how it is. <laughs> it's just the way of life. And like, that's that's basically my thoughts on audacity. Is audacity will get you will get you the job done, and is the perfect place to learn and experience audio editing for the first time. So, flowing right off of that from audio into. Content creators, whether you're doing video, whether you're doing podcasting, you you realize that music is a big thing you want to get into mm -hmm. and be able to use. So now I want to preface this by saying that there are still, even within free music and things that are in the Creative Commons, there's still rules as far as what you can and cannot use for commercial purposes and what you can use freely, what you have to actually like give artists credit what, for. What licenses you have so, and don't have. Just because it's free doesn't necessarily mean you can do what you please with it. It just means you're not going to have to pay for it for whatever you're allowed to yes. use it with. So, But if you use it wrong, that, you may be paying legal fees. That being said, looking at another paid option, uh, I, I kept feeling pressure like when we were part of a multi-channel network, we had a subscription to Epidemic Sound paid for by our multi-channel network. So I didn't have to pay for it. It was great. Uh, I got really hooked on Epidemic Sound because they have a really good interface for finding music for your content. And it's very simple. It's like, okay, I'm paying for a subscription for this license so I can use it for my YouTube channel and that's it. So I, any, I know that anything on here that I download, I can put on my YouTube channel. It's licensed through Epidemic. I'm good. But Epidemic is a subscription-based service. They're a good subscription-based service, but it's still, I'm at a point where I'm like, I really need to be picking and choosing what I'm paying for. So if it's not like if I don't necessarily need their music, if it's not going to be making me more than I'm spending on it, then there's really no point yep. for me right now, um, at least with where I'm at. So I had to look at some alternative options. Another thing that Scott had brought up with me for the week that we had him on was the free music archive. And that's freemusicarchive.org. I linked that in the description. I really really like the free music archive i've been browsing through and you can kind of you sort by genre my only gripe with it is that the searching is not as great as i'd like it to be 
Um, cause you can go to genres and they give you things like blues, classical country, folk, experimental, and you just click on one of those and it brings you to a whole bunch of tracks that are related to that and are tagged with it. And you can listen to them, you can download them, you can favorite them. And everything on here is, they, they have at the bottom of the site, Free Music Archive offers downloads under the Creative Commons and other licenses. So everything on here is like Creative Commons, but do be careful. I'm still trying to figure out exactly where they're putting, because they keep saying, oh, keep an eye out for, you know, licenses of various artists. And if, you, if you're looking for free music on YouTube as a YouTube content creator... YouTube has a list of free music. If you go to your um, creator studio on your profile, you can go and browse through and every song you click on has a little blurb under it that will either say something like you're free to use this song in any of your productions. Some of them will say you're free to use this song in any of your productions so long as you put this in your description and it will have like the artist credit. Like this song is this, this track by this artist you can find out more about this artist at this website because, you know, they they produce the music for free for people to use, but they also want to make sure that, you know, they're generating, you know, people know who they are. Yeah. So that's just, I feel like even when I don't have to credit the artist, I'd like to because I feel like everyone should be recognized for what they do. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's music that I didn't compose. I'm, I don't have that skill set right now. So... You know, I didn't compose it. I'd like to make sure that people know, especially if you have people like they listen to it and they're like, oh, my God, this song's amazing. I really want to know who wrote this so I can find it. Exactly. And, you know, if there are people who are just doing stuff under the Creative Commons, they may not show up on, you know, a um, what is that app? Uh, gosh, darn it. The app where you just like it listens to music and tells you what you're listening uh, to. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Shazam. Shazam. That's the one. Thank you. Yeah. Like it may not show up on a Shazam search if they're, you know, kind of an undergroundish artist trying to get their start. So I, I like to credit artists where I can. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to understand the licenses through Free Music Archive, but it's definitely worth checking out, giving a listen to. Uh, I would recommend against putting it in anything that you're going to run ads on, yeah. basically. So read, read the licenses, people. Read. Them. I, that's the thing read is I'm trying good. to find where the heck they are to read yeah. them. Because I found some great music that I want to use, but I don't want to email every individual artist and be like, am I allowed to use your stuff? Yeah. So I got to find where they put their licensing. But I have really been enjoying the Free Music Archive. Even if you just want to go there and like jam out, it's it's pretty good. Um, speaking of wasting time, that segues me into <laughs> uh, one of my favorite little bits that I added here. And now this isn't necessarily – it. it could technically be considered a tool for productivity as far as I'm concerned. And I'm going to get a little uh, little shade thrown uh, in this uh, this one here. Oh, shade. I like I'm, it. I'm throwing shade at social media. The, oh, hell yeah. My recommendation, Newsfeed Eradicator. <laughs> yeah. It's a pl browser plugin. And if you – I actually don't have a link to that in the description. I put a note. If you Google search Newsfeed Eradicator, it depends on what browser you're using. So I didn't want to try and link every single one of them. If you're using Firefox, there's one for Firefox. I use Chrome, so I got the Newsfeed Eradicator for Chrome. And what that does is when I go to Facebook, I can see the, the – you still see your side. notifications. Your notifications are there, so you can see things like people commented on this. People tagged you in this post. You can see your messages from Facebook Messenger, so I can still check and see who has sent me messages. So – no longer can I use the excuse of, I'm only on Facebook to keep contact with my family. <laughs> uh, I don't have that excuse anymore. 
because they can still contact me. What it does <laughs> is it removes your news feed and replaces it with a quote. Because the problem with social media and media, I, I guess, yeah, the new wave of social media is that there's no end to your news feed. You go down to the store, you pick up a newspaper, and you read the daily news. You're eventually going to hit the back page. You can't read anymore. You're done. Go live your life. Yeah, with the numbers you're not supposed to be calling. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> and with when it comes to social media, there's no end to your news feed. You could scroll through Facebook for a full 24 hours and not reach the end. It's insane. It's mind-numbing. It's, it's maddening. You're going to lose hours that you could be being productive wasting your time thinking about ways to comment on stupid posts and i want you to take a minute and think to yourself when the last time you posted something in a comment or as a facebook post and it was useful to you i i can't think of a single time <laughs> nothing's coming to me i post things to my branded facebook page you know to share articles that were put out or to share the podcast and things like that that is useful to me so that's what i focus on but my newsfeed is not at all useful to me. It's sponsored stuff that Facebook thinks I need to see or thinks that I want to see. It's not linear, so it's not like I'm seeing things people post in real time. And my favorite thing about it, aside from that now having – it was painful the first few times I went on Facebook and I had no newsfeed. And I was like, now what? <laughs> Eventually, you get in the habit of not really checking Facebook except like email. I check my Facebook once a week. I uninstalled it from my phone, so I can't scroll through it on my phone either. And that's the great thing. If you're if you're one of those people that's like, I'm only on Facebook to contact people that don't contact me otherwise. First off, how are you living before 2004? <laughs> Secondly, uh, Facebook has the apps are split. So you can leave Messenger installed and uninstall Facebook or deactivate Facebook and not deal with the news feed. Yep. And I found that that has helped me a lot to clear up a lot of my mental processing for things I want to be doing. It's helped me be a little bit more productive. Yeah. It keeps me from, you know, just going to Facebook and killing time. Yeah. So. And that's honestly, that's what social media has really become. Like, I'm not going to lie because like we, me and you use social media for like advertising, branding, marketing purposes. But that's when you're not using it for that, that's all it really is, is a waste of time. At least to look, in, I mean, in my opinion, it's just a giant, it's just a waste of time. It's really just, it's really through scrolling. I could say that we use it like as a way, means of interacting with the people that we want to connect yeah. with, which is accurate. But really that's. You could say the same for everything else people are doing on yeah, social exactly. media. It's really – I know everyone wants to think that, oh, you should just be better than that and you should be able to not have to install some parental control to make sure that you're not <laughs> doing things. But these things play on human nature. Like it's like when Farmville was a big thing <laughs> yep. because they talked about how games like Farmville, like the developers were in talks with legitimate psychologists in of ways to keep the human mind entertained and they found that – Every three seconds, something new had to be happening in order to entertain you. And so if they kept something new happening in the game every three seconds, that's why people in the first like time that the first year, I think that Farmville was around, people sunk more hours collectively into Farmville than World of Warcraft. What? That is wild. It was absolutely insane to me. That is wild. And... Uh, that's thankfully not true anymore, but it, it was one of those things. They play on the subconscious tendencies of the human mind and that you get that a lot with social media, especially when you're on somewhere like Facebook that it mostly has people that you're fans of and people that you know. So they're all people you want to be you know, talking to. And the one big thing that I found aside from my productivity that has been nice about having the newsfeed eradicator, when I get together with family and friends, we have things to talk about now. 
<laughs> I can be like, hey, what have you been up to? It's not. It's no longer. Did you see what I put on Facebook? Oh my goodness. No, I didn't because I'm not on Facebook. Tell me about what happened though. <laughs> Don't show me the post. Just tell me what happened. Yeah. And. I, I like being able to do that. That's been really good for me. So that's my my other recommendation: free app for your uh, or free plugin for your yeah, browser. It, it might not it might not necessarily be exactly what you're thinking of with content creation, but I feel it could help you a lot more than you realize. And moving from there into <clears throat> just because we're running a little tight on time today. Oh, we are. Um, I want to drop into two things that could help you as a writer. So thing number one is there's plenty of websites out there that do this. And there's when I've been designing things for either for my brand or whatever that, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe it's, it's not stuff that I'm necessarily going to be using as marketing materials, but it's stuff that I want to be entertaining. And you go through like Photoshop and you see Adobe's list of fonts that they have built in and you're like, okay, these are great and all, but like none of these are exactly what I'm looking for. So there is a website, 1001 Free Fonts. I have linked down in the description that is exactly what it sounds like, 1001 Free Fonts. They have a paid version that I think gives you like 10,000, but these are some like popular ones. And again, the same thing I said for the music, like this is the kind of stuff that free fonts, you can use them for things you're not advertising on. Like you can, I couldn't, if I was Adidas, I couldn't go out and download one of these free fonts and be like, I'm gonna use this for my new ad campaign and not pay licensing. And, you know, run this ad and make millions of dollars off of using that font or, you know, any company and not just like I just Adidas was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Adidas. Just Adidas. fair warning. Adidas. For, for all of our German listeners. Yes. <laughs> the three stripes of Adidas. Um, so, yeah. So a thousand and one free fonts. You just kind of browse through, download fonts, get them moved over to your fonts folder. There's a process for installing it depending on what you're using. But... I would uh, definitely check into that depending on what you're using for editing yeah. software. Yeah. And the last one we got on our list, which is one I found one that one that Watson found that I was a little, we were both a little suspicious of. I went to it and I'll give you a quick, um, excuse me, quick example. So it's blog topic generator by HubSpot. And I've got a link directly to it in the description because going to hubspot.com didn't really give me like i couldn't navigate to it through their menus yeah. so you're probably going to have to use the link but what it does is it uh it helps you get ideas and write of, uh, writing prompts essentially for things that you want to write about so if i go in here yes disclaimer their algorithm isn't fantastic so they they said like you may need to make corrections to make it grammatically make sense but it'll give you some ideas so let's see if uh it asked for three nouns we'll do video games uh, podcasting or also we'll do podcast now podcasting and um, actually no nouns so podcast and sports Woo. so that's like the three things that we do um, give me blog ideas and then it'll generate a few so it has 10 things your competitors can teach you about video games the ultimate cheat sheet on podcasts the worst advice we've ever heard about sports. Twenty <laughs> That's not myths a bad about, one at all, right? Twenty <laughs> myths about video games, and this is like headline topics. Uh, seven things about podcasts your boss wants to know. Um, <laughs> but it it kind of tosses them in there, and I'm not going to tell you that it's going to turn up with gold every time. But but if you're if you're like stuck and like you really really don't have something or like you really need to get some inspiration for an idea, this is this is just another way that you could find something. Especially because like. It's easy to write lists as someone who does like write articles for the web. Writing up lists is relatively easy. 
they're visually pleasing if you can have photos in them. Um, I don't recommend the stupid. I hate when you have a list of 11, like top 10 things and it's 11 separate web pages cluttered with a thousand yeah, advertisements. If you, if you, if you send us to person. any site like that, we are not going to be looking at it. Let me tell you. But, you know, making lists is relatively easy and it gives you some ideas of things to research and think about. And it could be a real jumping off point for more content to, to come. So I thought that was pretty neat. I'm honestly going to be using that for yeah. ideas and yeah. writing stuff as down. As someone like I'm as something that's something that I want to get into. Not I don't know about soon, but something I do want to get into is uh, is writing and writing blogs more. And that was just something that I I that was always like we like we talked about earlier, like what to focus on, what are the right things to focus on. Sometimes when you're sitting there, what are the right things to write about? What are the right things to focus on writing? Or what's the idea? What what idea do I want to focus on? You may not have it and. We all have we all have those days where our brain's not working quite the way we wanted to, and maybe that app could help. Who knows? And yeah, yeah. I mean, there's now there's plenty of other free resources out there, depending on what kind of content you're looking to create. Thousands. This is just the stuff that we've compiled based on the fact that we do video and audio related things, and I do you know a lot yeah. of blog writing and stuff like that for the web. Yeah. So if you guys have suggestions for other free stuff that you think people should know about, definitely hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or send an email to yadudegamers at gmail.com and let us know what we yeah. missed. We found, we, we even found others that we, we, we haven't used ourselves, but we saw, we noticed, we took note of them. So we may, we may revisit this episode and maybe do another one. We'll bring you even another list of 10 other apps that you can use. Yeah. Right? Cause you can Google search free resources for you know, insert whatever it is you're doing, free audio editors, free this, free that. And you'll find a plethora of search results. But we didn't want to just bring you stuff we found on Google search because they may or may not be a free trial or a enter your credit card information and verify your age. Like they, who knows what you're getting really at that yeah. point if you just go based off search results. I wanted to give you guys something that like I've had some experience in, even if it's not a lot, but like at least enough to know that you can utilize this for free. So, but that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back again next Tuesday with a new episode. And I don't even know what we're going to be discussing. I, would, I was just about to ask you, do you have an I, I don't, I'm not going to give any previews yeah. is really the thing. I, we're going to figure it out as we go and we'll, we'll decide by then. I don't want to lock ourselves into yeah. anything right now. But so remember to head down to the description below and check out those free resources if any of them are something you're interested in. Leave us a comment. Let us know if we what we missed, if we missed things. Something and you want us to look at. Yeah, things you'd like us to look into. We've also got uh, this podcast is also on, not only on Podbean, but TuneIn, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. So wherever you're listening, if you're like, this isn't my native podcasting app, we are other places we for will your come convenience. To you. Uh, we've got all of our social links down there. And, and we... And. As of this weekend, this previous weekend now, because it's Tuesday, um, started up a Patreon for Ooh. for the Yadud yeah Network as a whole. Uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff. I tried to make it, you know, like reward tiers that people would care about. So if you do want to help support the production of AV Underground, you believe in what we do. Um, I don't, we don't have anything on there right now that's a tier above $15. Like we started a dollar because really that's... It's it's a cheap way to buy in, really, to to help us out and help us cover the costs of producing the podcast, paying for hosting, all that kind of stuff that for the last year, um, I guess four years for me for the website. But, you know, a lot of it is it's stuff. It's been a labor of love. And we're finally at the point where I, I feel comfortable being like, I would like to reach out to the community. And if you guys want to see more of this, then we can all work together and help make it happen. 
you know, I like the idea of a fan base finding something they love and helping make that thing be possible rather than having to deal with a thousand and one advertisements all over the place. So if that's something that you're into and you want to check it out, our link is down in the description below. If it's something that you're into, but maybe you're like me and you're living on ramen noodles. So <laughs> you, you're like, oh man, I love this podcast, but I really can't afford uh, to donate anything per month on a steady basis. Then, I mean, just share the link, share it with your buddies. Let them know about the podcast that you love, because if you love it, there's a good chance they will too. That's why you're friends. So I'd hope so. On on that note, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you again next week. And until then, keep creating. See ya. AV Underground is a production of YDG Studios. Our intro music is 9 to Thrive by Culla. Find out more about Culla by visiting Culla.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H.com. Do you have questions about getting started as a content creator that you'd like us to address in a future episode? Send us an email at yadudegamers at gmail.com with the subject line, Ask AV Underground, and we just might include your question in an upcoming episode. AV Underground is hosted by MJ Watson and Josh Needham and is produced by Josh Needham.